0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. Tonight, Pastor James is going to address the wonders in Acts chapters 5 and 6. That's a cool, cool chapters there. Welcome to the program, Pastor James. How are you doing?
1: Thank you, Dorothy. I'm doing blessed. I mean, really blessed. And, and I hope at the end of this broadcast, other people don't understand what it really means to be blessed because the, the word of God says that, uh, according to Psalms 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed, blessed. What is blessed? It means happy. But what is happy? See, that's the thing we have to look at. And a lot of people don't know what it means to be happy. I've talked to so many people this week that are depressed going through trials and tribulations, needing help to talk to someone, somebody to lend the ear. They don't always want somebody to talk to them, but they want somebody to lend the ear to them. And by doing this, we can share the gospel with them, the good news. And what is the good news? Jesus said, I'm coming back after the church without spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. Now, the death, burial, and resurrection is excellent. That's what we did need to get us started. But for us to have life and life more abundantly, we have to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. We got to understand what's the difference between blessings and miracles. We got to understand the difference between blessings and curses. Because in this world, you're going to either be blessed or cursed. And I don't know about anybody else, but the Bible says that for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And if I'm going to serve the Lord, I'm looking for the blessings, not the curses. So let's turn to Acts, the fifth chapter, starting with the first verse. Acts, the fifth chapter, starting with the first verse. Let me pray for the folks right now. Heavenly Father, as we come before the throne of grace and mercy, and peace and love and the holy spirit thanking you for this day you have made that we will rejoice and be glad in it i thank you for the the flavor of god being the bread of life and being the the wine that we drink i thank you that jesus sacrificed his life for us that we may have a, a right to the tree of life that we can repent from the things we have done and for those things that our family has done our forefathers And that these curses and stuff can be broken off of us and we can walk in the blessings. And that we can receive the engrafted word of God and be transformed from the things of this world to the things of God. From the things of being called worldly wise to the spiritual wise. So that we understand that the Spirit is what gives us knowledge. It's the Spirit that gives us understanding. It's the Spirit, which is the Word of God that teaches us. How to live in this life and receive the blessing, how to walk forth, and how our family can be saved by the Word of God, by the blessings of God, by the knowledge of the Holy Spirit living in us, which was given from heaven above to us, and that we have been called in under one accord into the promises of God, and that we can live there, we can strive there, and we can give to others that they may receive the word themselves, and change some man, some woman, some boy or girl, that they will know the difference between walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit. These things, Father, I ask you to go forth and teach us right now as your ministering angels are being called forth, to teach through the Holy Spirit that the people will hear the radio broadcast and receive something that they can eat on today, their daily bread, their daily bread, we carefully give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus Christ's mighty name. And we all say, Amen. Well, as I say, we are going to walk into the miracle realms of the book of Acts. As we've been reading so far, every chapter so far has been full of signs, wonders, and miracles. The whole uh, book of Acts is all about signs, wonders, and miracles. Because God wants us to walk into those things. A lot of people are teaching nowadays, oh, God doesn't do signs, wonders, and miracles anymore. God doesn't cast out demons anymore. God doesn't heal anymore. That was back in the old time. Listen, the God that I serve is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. He is the, the one who created us. He's the one who knows how to heal us. But sometimes we need healing in the inner, inner uh, spirit, we need an understanding that we're not just flesh, but we're made of a spirit and soul. And our spirit and soul can be harmed, and they got to be healed. And the only person that can heal it is Jesus. But the only way he does the healing is through us. We must have a word of God to give to every man or woman some hope because there's so many people without hope nowadays. They got to have hope in what the Holy Spirit will do for them. And so let's look at and see about uh, chapter five, which is going to start off with Ananias and Sapphira, his wife. It said they sold their possession and kept back a part of the Christ. His wife, also being privileged of this or doing what had happened, and brought a certain piece and laid it at the apostles' feet. Peter said to Ananias, why, Satan, feel thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Why remain it was not in your own? Or after it was sold, was it not in your own own power? Why have thou concealed this thing in thy heart that thou lie un, not unto men but unto God? Let me just stop there and let's go back. See, now, here they were. Here comes Adonai and his wife. Now, they wasn't together here, so he came in first. And he said, oh, I sold this property with a certain amount, and this is the promise I I said I'm going to give to God. Now, listen, never, never, never make a promise to God and don't keep it. They said, well, he's a merciful God. I'm going to tell you. The scriptures say you and the angels don't hold you uh, uh, countless. In other words, you say you're going to do something for God, you better do it. And so God showed that some things is very important for you to keep. And this is one of those things where he was saying, give to the apostles. Give to the apostles so they can distribute it among the others. So what he did, him and his wife, they stole the part of God's money, which they actually did belong to God, and kept the others from receiving what they needed. And see, here they thought they were talking to a man, namely Peter, and they actually were talking to the Holy Ghost. A lot of times when we do deliverance, one of the things that we use as our scriptures to do deliverance, lie not to the Holy Spirit or you'll be smitten. That means the demon has to tell the truth or he gets whooped. See, there's a lot of weapons in our scriptures, but if we don't know them or we don't understand them, we don't know how to use them. This is why we're talking about the book of Acts right now. Then it says, uh, on the fifth verse, it says, And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came upon them that heard these things. And the young men arose and wound him up and carried him out and buried him. And it was about a space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yes, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which had buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out, fell her straight down straight away at his feet, and yielded up the ghost, and the young men came in and found her dead, and carried her forth, and buried her to by her husband. The time is here, I'm not saying, or it's going to come up in the future. The time is here. The Holy Spirit is moving through God's people who have made themselves ready. The church has not got the people ready. This is why the church has not done what it should. It has failed in its purpose, but they're, not all churches have failed. Not all people have failed from studying the word. There are a remnant. God always has a remnant that will study to show themselves approved, that God will show them this is what I give you, this is what I want you to learn, and this is what I want you to teach. There are people out here It's not trying to tell you, oh, you need a new house, a new car, a new husband, a new wife. No. They're teaching that you need the word to hear it and then do it. He said, I don't want you just to be a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. He said, you also have to have an ear to hear. Everybody cannot understand the word of God. They'd be reading it and still not understand it. It'd be right there in their face, and they still cannot pick up what does this mean? Because the spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, has to give you revelation knowledge of what does this word mean? What does this scripture mean? When it says that man cannot live by bread alone. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, what is the bread? Jesus said, He is the bread. He's the bread that came down from heaven. Well, what is the bread? He said, You must eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. But what is the bread? The people in the Old Testament they walked around in the wilderness, and God sent a manna, and manna means what is this? What is this? And they said, Well, this is the bread. But here's the true bread. The bread that gives you life is the part that teaches you something. When you read the word and it says, be not, uh, be not with uh, uh, unbelievers, stay away from unbelievers. Oh, But they need help. No, they don't. You need help. The Bible says, let the blind lead the blind. They'll both fall in the ditch. It says, let the dead bury the dead. If you're alive, don't be in the graveyard. Don't sit there under these churches and preachers that's teaching you uh, oh, we want you happy, the pie in the sky, this is the hope, and then you come home and hear your kids on dope. You come on home and you're so depressed you can't hardly move. I just heard about a preacher just recently because he kept preaching that he was feeling depressed and nobody picked up of what he was saying. He ended up shooting himself in the head and killing himself. And, you know, the devil just rises up and be happy with no thing. But if we have not just read the Word, but be a doer of the Word, we wouldn't kill ourselves because we're here to help somebody else. That's your whole mission in life is not to help you, but to help somebody else. And then somebody else will help you. This is what this is all about. But it's, it's so serious. God said, you know, told them, why did you lie? Why did you lie? Because they didn't. They said, this is the only amount they had, but see, what was going on was the prophecy. This is what the gospel is all about. I, I'm getting y'all in-depth teaching today. Let's see what the Lord is showing me. In-depth teaching about what did the word mean, the gospel. The gospel means it is prophecy of the living Savior. You'll find that it's located in the uh, book of Revelation, that this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. You'll find it in Mark. This is the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ, the gospel. And then you'll find it in two other chapters, in Luke 21 and and, uh, Matthew 24, where you'll find out it talks about the prophecy of what's going to happen, about how the walls would be torn down in Jerusalem, how Jerusalem would not be a nation, it would be wiped out, and then it would come back again in the latter days. That's why Jesus said, in the uh, latter days, the latter days, four different times in the Bible, that he would raise us up from the, in, the, in the latter days. This is the promises. And see, promise gives you hope. And the hope is God's word is true, and what he says is going to come to pass, and he's not a, a liar. So here's the gospel in a nutshell. Prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. Read the prophecy and believe what it says. Read the instructions and do what it says. Look at the past as a shadow of what's going to happen in the future. And when you do these things, you'll start reading the Bible on a different level, not a worldly wise level, but a spiritual level. And spirit means revelation or understanding. So let me continue on here. The 11th verse. And great fear came up all the churches and of all as many as heard these things by the hands of the apostles were many signs, wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch and the rest does no man join himself or dare to join himself to them. But the people magnify them. Believers were to more added to the Lord. You didn't say added to the church. It was added to the Lord. multiplied, Multiply both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick. See, this is the thing. When you start understanding about the gospel with its prophecy and all this, and you can and obey what it says, you will do what it says. It says, if there are any sick among you, let them bring it to the elders of the church, anointing them with oil, praying the prayer of faith. See, when you start doing what the word says, then the word will work. Then there is promise. There is hope in the Holy Spirit. Now let's look at what it says. And the fifteenth verse it says, Insomuch they brought forth the sick into the street and laid them upon beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passed by them might overshadow some of them. Some, some, it didn't say all. Then came also a multitude out of the city round about of Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and there were they were vexed vexed with unclean spirits and they heal every one. There are times when some, some people will get healed. There are some times that everybody get healed. But you never know until you get to where you're supposed to be. Because if you'll be where you're supposed to be at the time you're supposed to be, then God will bless you going in, bless you going out according to the scriptures, that you'll be the head and not the tail, that you can lend and not have to borrow. So this is what we're looking for. The fulfillment or the prophecy of God's word. So here they have Peter's walking down the street and it's his shadow passed over some, they got healed. Then he said they brought a the lot of their people there that were vexed with unclean spirits. We still have unclean spirits, but we also have fragmented apart. When the Bible says Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, that means he came to put the fractured. Mind back together. Now, I've, I've known some witches and warlocks. They can look at you and talk to you and fracture your soul. Well, I don't believe that, preacher. doesn't matter. The word is true. These people can do these things. Accidents in your family can shatter your soul. The way your family treats you growing up or somebody else in school can fracture your soul. That's why he said, I came to heal the brokenhearted. So our part is to heal the brokenhearted. And then after that, then we cast out the demons. The demons are the easiest thing to cast out when you know the secret. What is the secret? The secret is the word of God works. Jesus is the word. He works. Yes, Lord. Let's keep on going here. Then it says, You know where they said they were all on one accord. That's the main thing. If you're going to do deliverance or if you're going to pray for somebody, don't try to pray by yourself. Get somebody to agree with you. That's why it says where two or three are gathered together, that he said I would be in the midst. In other words, he's saying the spirit in this one, the spirit in that one, and the spirit in you, we're all united as one. Then we can pray as one, and God will hear our prayer. Okay, then it says, Um, the 17th verse, then the high priest rose up and all them that was with him and in the set of the Sadducees were filled with indignation and laid their hands upon the apostles and put them in a common jail or arrested them. But thank God for the but the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said go, stand speak in the temple to the people, all the words of this life. Now, what does that mean? What is life? You go back to the book of Ecclesiastes, everything the Bible always interprets itself. You just have to take time to study it. Go back to Ecclesiastes and you'll, a lot of times says vanity, vanity, all is vanity. And then it says under the sun. Well, under the sun is another interpretation for in this life. In this life, a lot of things that we operate in trying to get things in our lives and stuff is useless. Well, I got to have a brand new car. Why? All you need is a car that goes from point A to point B. I have to have a brand new house. Why? It's just you there standing there. Are you going to open up your doors and feed the hunger? Are you going to take care and close the naked? You know, look at what you're doing. It's not the things that you acquire here on the earth. It's what you do for the kingdom of God, which is going to be for you and your reward. So anyway, here we keep going here. And they done told me to go outside and tell them all the words of this life in the 21st says And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came, and they were with him and called, the councils together, and all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. And when the officers came and found that they were not in prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison, prison truly found that we shut up all safety and kept them standing within, without because the door, when they had opened, found that no man was within. In other words, they had guard, they watching over and Peter and them, them came out of the jail. They didn't see it because the angel of the Lord. Does the Lord, angel still operate today? The answer is yes. Do, you, do we ever see miracles? Those that who believe that God is a rewarder of them, that diligently seek him, yes, they have seen miracles. And if you haven't, you will. Just be patient. Everything is on God's time, not our time. and that he is of the Bible, he is the God of truth. So anyway, let's keep on going here. Twenty-four. it says, now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these things, they doubted of themselves wherein this would grow. And then came one and told him, saying, behold, the men which you have put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. This is what we need. We don't need the shouting and jumping up and down, we need the teaching of the word. We need somebody that's going to stand in the place of God when he says, teach my people, feed my lamb, feed my sheep. That's what we're supposed to do. What are we supposed to feed them? We're supposed to feed them the word of prophecy and that when it says, and the Holy Spirit will be uh, be poured out of, out of me and unto all flesh, and my children will prophesy. That's what it means. And he says, your children's children will prophesy. That's what it means. What does prophecy mean? Oh, that means foretelling of the future. No. Prophecy means to speak those things, though they're not, as if they were. Well, what happens if nothing happens? That's God's problem, not mine, not yours either. So if you speak and God doesn't answer the prayer, don't worry about it. That's still you did what you're supposed to do. And your reward is in heaven, not here on the earth. So then if you continue to walk in my ways, that's what God said, you walk and believe what I say, then these things will come to you. Whatever you need, he said, I'll take care of your needs. He said, I'll take care of all your desires. I'll take care of your needs. But then later on, when you start walking with the Lord and you start realizing his word works, then you start working on some of your desires. And if you're a real man or woman of God, your desire for other people, for them to get saved and for them to get help because there's so many people out here are dying right now for lack of knowledge. Then it says, the 26th verse, and when the captain of, uh, uh, with the off, uh, officers and brought them, within, brought them without violence, they feared the people, at least they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them they sent them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and, in, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Well, who are they talking about their blood? Jesus. So they're the ones who gave consent to Jesus to be killed. And if you look at the word Jerusalem, it means foundation of peace. But yet and still, the prince of peace was killed there. That was Jesus. And then the doctrine, what they're teaching, is that Jesus is the son of God, and that what he said will come to pass, and let's believe the, 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 news, the good news, what the Bible says. But they didn't believe it. So it says, and Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus whom you slew, you killed, and hung on a tree. And a lot of people are always going to, well, you know, Jesus died on a tree. Jesus died on this. And want to be so politically correct in saying the word, you have no understanding what it's talking about. Most of the Bible is written in secret code. You mean God has things? sure does. And he tells you, ask, seek, and not. God does not like lazy people. You have to strive to enter into the straight gate. God is the road that leads to destruction. You ain't got to do nothing to strive there. All you have to do is be unprepared. If you're unprepared, you're on your way to hell. But if you prepare yourself by studying what does these words really mean, what does the rightly divide the word of truth really mean, what does the word bread mean, what does blessing mean, look these things up, take your time, study God's word. The more you study God, the more you'll feel God's presence in you. And the more you feel God's presence in you, the more you will do. Yes, Lord, let me keep going here. Then it says, it says the 31st, him has God exalted with his right hand to be the prince. Remember, I told you Jerusalem means foundation of peace, but he is the prince of peace and a savior. For he is giving repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. Well, we're drafted in. We're, we're drafted into Israel. We're drafted into Abraham. This is why we receive uh, forgiveness. It's nothing that we did. It's what Abraham did. And Abraham is the father of faith. And others came out from under him. And that's what we're doing. We're still coming out under faith. That means to walk by faith and not by sight. What does faith mean to walk by trust? When everything is going wrong, still believe that God is. Believe that God's going to answer your prayer. I've been praying for the same thing for 10 years, and it ain't happened yet. Pray for the 11th. Pray for the 12th. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then it says, the 32nd verse and we are witnesses of these things, and so also is the Holy Ghost whom God has given to them that obey him you can't expect God to give you something if you ain't obedient for him and when they heard that they were cutting in their heart and took counsel to slay him then stood there up at the council of the Pharisee named uh, Gilmelian a doctor of the law he had a reputation among the people and commanded that the people put the apostle forth for a little space in other words listen. Let's, let's see what they're talking about See, a lot of times people's mouth is going they ain't got time to hear. They're so quick to speak, they ain't got time to sit down and think. Your mouth is going 120 miles an hour asking the question, but you ain't not get God a chance to answer it, and you're speaking before God can answer it. So this is his people getting ready to speak, the apostles. And now, uh, here's this one uh, uh, lawyer, the, a doctor of the law. He says, stop. Let's think about what's going on here and see what we should do. Then it says, 35, and he said unto him, you men of Israel, take heed, listen to yourselves, what you intend to do as touching these men. For behold, before the days rose up, Taddeus boasting himself to be somebody, to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves unto him and were slain. As many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught. After this, a man rose up named Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing and draw away much people after him. He also perished. All, even as many obeyed him, was dispersed or scattered. Now I say unto you, refrain from this man and let them alone, for if their counsel or this work be of men, it's going to come to naught. He gave three, different, three examples. Listen. Listen, listen, if it's God, then let's, let's see what he said about that. I mean, again, I told you the Bible always interprets this stuff. It says 39, but if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it. At least it happened to be found even to fighting against God. And to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak. In the name of Jesus and let them go. In other words, you said, Now listen, if this is of God, you're fighting God. And that's what a lot of these churches are doing now. See how many churches you go to and see a miracle happening in your church. See how many people are being healed, delivered, being uh, demons coming out of them. I've had people, I've seen this one lady, she had never saw a miracle, but here and her sister came up for deliverance and she saw. The demon's coming out as black smoke out of her sister, and it shocked her. But I'm trying to tell you, God is not dead. He's still alive. He's still doing the same thing. There's the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of hell. You have to choose which one you want to go to. If you want to go to the kingdom of heaven, prepare yourself. Get yourself ready for heaven. If you want to go to hell, just do what you're doing already. Do nothing. The thing is, you have to make a decision. A decision is yours. Then it says in the 40th verse, it says, and to him that agree, and when they said, they called the apostles that they had to beat him and everything, and they departed from the council and went out, out, and they, 41, and they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were accounted worthy to suffer shame for his name. A lot of people always want to go around, I'm a diva. I'm the king's kid. I'm supposed to get everything the best. The Bible says you got to suffer to get to the kingdom. And it says from Jesus' own mouth, if you're not willing to suffer with me, you're not not good enough to reign with me. We are here to go through the test. We're here to go through some things that's going to make us feel like giving up. But those that endure to the end the same shall receive the blessing. And the 42nd verse says, And daily in the temple, in every house, they cease not to teach, 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 and preach Jesus Christ. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the starting point for wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He came in here. He died a terrible death. He suffered. People were trying to kill him all doing his ministry because he wasn't preaching like the rest. So you need to go out there and uh, see uh, see what God can do for you. God is not a genie. This thing was made for him and his pleasure. And we're here to pleasure our God. If we pleasure our God, our God will pleasure us. Now, I'm giving you a chance to call me in. Anybody got any questions or stuff? Will you give them the number again, Dorothy?
0: Uh, the number is 646-595-4784, and press 1 to let me know you want to speak.
1: All right. I tell you, the the more you study God's word, the stronger you become. Well, what do you mean stronger you become? You'll feel the things of this world is not holding you on. Do you have any comments, Dorothy?
0: No, I'm sorry. It was just my allergies acting up.
1: (laughs) I forgot my mic was open. (laughs) (laughs) I no problem. Sitting up here needing something right now. uh, some water. I didn't think about it when I got ready to sit down that I'd need some water over here. <clears throat>
2: uh,
1: but anyway, as I said, the more you learn the word, the stronger you will become. And that's why we started off on the book of Acts just now. Acts is a, uh overall uh, view of what the apostles went through, how they suffered, how the the uh disciples suffered and now we as a people of God get a chance now to obey God and do those things that's pleasing to his, his kingdom. All right. I'm sorry I had to take a time to give me some water here. All right. Let us turn to, we'll come back and finish up Acts six in a minute. Let us turn to John the sixth chapter and the first verse. St. John, the sixth chapter and the first verse. Because we got to get an understanding of how the Holy Spirit is supposed to work in us, how we're supposed to receive the things that got for us. We're going to be skipping a little bit, but that's because everything is hidden. And God says, (laughs) I want you to ask, seek, and knock. All right, then it says, John, the sixth chapter in the first verse, after these things, Jesus went over the sea of Galilee, which was in Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because he saw, because they saw, miracles which he did on them and was that were diseased. And Jesus went up the mountain and there he sat with his disciples. And the pastor, the feast of the Jews was nigh. You know, a lot of times people will come to churches if they seen some miracles. If they seen somebody getting healed, that would give them hope. If they had um, miracles going on, they would come to them. Look at the people here. They came to Jesus because they saw the miracles. And the miracles let you know there is a God. Now, the thing is, let's talk a little bit. What's the difference between blessings and miracles? Blessing is a continuous thing. is demanded uh, going in, bless going out, get ahead and not to tell. It's a continuous thing. Miracles is an unexpected thing that can happen now we can walk in blessings all the time, but miracles come from God changes whatever the rule is to let something supernatural happen, like Jesus walking on water. that's supernatural. Uh, people's hands that withered grew back. A lady who's been sick, blood coming out of her body for 12 years healed by instantly touching his robe or people that were blind, he spit in the eye and told them to go wash the mud out of the eye and they came back seeing Those are miracles and they only happen when God wants to change something. Now you can get God to change things for you. Lord, your word says, that's how you get it to do it. Your word says if I'm hungry, ask God. If I'm confused, let me ask God. If I need help, let me ask God. Who I need wisdom, he said I'll give it liberally and upbraid it not if you'll ask him. All right, so here we are. Uh, in the fifth verse, the sixth chapter of John, the fifth verse, when Jesus had lifted up his eyes and saw the great multitude coming unto him, he said unto Philip, which was his disciple, once shall we buy bread that these people may eat? And this he said to prove him, or he was testing Philip. See, you can be with the Messiah, you can be with Jesus, and fail to remember who he is. So instead of him saying, Well, I don't know, we'll have to find out how we're going to feed these people, he just said, Jesus, only you know. The reason is, all in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is a rule book for us. When uh, the, the uh, prophet was called, he said, here I am. When the prophet was asked question by God, only you know. We don't try to figure things out. God's already worked it out. All we have to do is walk it out. We listen to what Jesus said. That's why when he was at the Mount of Transfiguration, the word says, here you him. His mother at the wedding, the they were out of wine. She said, do whatever he tells you. And who, what is he going to tell you? The word, the word, the word. The word will come, and the word will change things in your life. All right? So here, let's keep going here. The seventh verse. As I told you, I can call in at any time. Uh, you have the, at the telephone number, and if you want to push one to ask any questions or give a comment, I'm glad to hear from you. Uh, it says, Philip answered him and said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew and Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, there is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus answered, make the men, make the men, Make the men sit down. Now, there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in numbers about 500. And Jesus took the, the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. And disciples to them that were sit down, and likewise the fish, as many as they wanted. Now, why did Jesus iterate the men? See, the kingdom of heaven is made like a throne room. There are kings, there's queens, there's princes, there are princesses. God has an order about everything, and he wants a man to be a man. And most of you women, when you marry, you want a man. There's Some women don't want no man. They want somebody that they can walk over. But most women want a man that's going to be able there to help them to educate their kids and stuff according to the word of God. And so God wants, trying to make them understand, you're the one that's supposed to be standing up. You're the one who's standing in the gap because your wife is praying for you. You're praying for your family. So that's why he made it known. The men, the men. And so when they sit down, you notice that he said uh, he gave thanks for the, the food. What Jesus said, a lot of people don't even know what he said, but I'll I'll tell you what he said. He said, blessed art thou, king of the universe, who supplies all of our needs, or if he put it in a different way, he said, who bringeth forth grain from the earth. Blessed art thou, who bringeth forth fruit from the vine. Blessed art thou, who bringeth forth dainty things for us to eat. How do I know? The Jews have been praying that prayer for over 3,000 years. They have not changed. Jesus didn't come to change the law. Jesus came to fulfill the law. And when he showed us how to pray, we should pray the way he tells us to do it. And it says, and they were filled, in the 12 verse, and they said unto the disciples, gather unto the fragment of the remains that nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered themselves together and filled 12 baskets with the fragment of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then the, these men, where they had seen the miracles that Jesus did, said, this is of a truth that the prophet that should come into the world. And when Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into the mountain uh, himself alone. Now, what were they trying to do? They were saying, Hey, They're looking for a leader. They are looking for a leader. That's what the family should be looking for. A woman, when you get ready to get married, check that man out. The reason I'm talking about relationships, I got people calling me about relationships nowadays. And first of all, you're getting married to somebody you don't know nothing about. You're getting married and you haven't got yourself prepared. You're getting married to a man who hasn't got himself prepared. If you're going to do something, search what the scripture says. What is the the qualification of a good man? And what is the qualification of a good woman? And then you, now this is a a thing I learned a long time ago. However a man treats his mother is the way he's going to treat you. So if he treats his mother bad, he's going to treat you the same way. He's not going to respect you. Get rid of him. If he's telling you he's in love with you, honey, and you you mean everything to him and you catch him messing around with somebody else, you better dump him. He ain't gonna change. But I'm trying to tell you, a lot of you women getting married talk about it. I'm gonna pray for him to change. I'm praying for him to change. Listen, if he's a devil, he ain't changing. It's like taking somebody getting uh baptized in the water. He goes down a, a dry devil, comes up a wet devil, but he's still a devil. That's why Jesus talked about uh, Judas. You know, he was numbered with the 12, but yet still he was a devil. Yes, Lord, let me keep going then. 13, therefore they gathered themselves together and filled the basket with fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracles that Jesus did, oh, we already got there. When Jesus, therefore, received, perceived that they would, oh, we already did that too. I'm sorry, I'm a little on the thirsty side tonight. It says, and when evening had come, the 16th verse, his disciples went down into the sea, and they entered into the ship and went over to, the ship to Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus had, was not come with, to them. And the sea arose a, by reason of a great wind that blew. And when, the, when they had rowed about five and 20 or 30 furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea. And drawing near to the ship, they were afraid. See, they already forget who Jesus is. Jesus is already performing miracles. He is the Son of God. So for him to come walking on the sea is just a, 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 a miracle, a miracle. But God wanted them to understand, I'm the one who supplies all of your needs. All right. And then it says, 21st, then they will willingly receive him in the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land. Rather, now I need to talk about that. Let's look at that again. It said they willingly received him in the ship, and tomorrow, the next day. No, it said immediately the ship was at the land, whether they went. Now, I'm going to explain that because the God that I serve is a miracle-working God. There have been preachers. If you look it up, you'll find that there have been preachers. They'd be riding in their cars. All of a sudden, they might be four hours away from where they got to be, and one hour later, they're there where they're supposed to be at. God can change anything. He can put you in a portal, and you don't even know you went through the portal, and you're right where you're supposed to be. But I'm trying to tell you, If you will trust him instead of trying to figure him out, if you will listen to him and try to figure these things out, that God will show himself. The Bible says that he will at least manifest himself to you. And once he manifests himself to you, yes, you're still going to have problems. Yes, you're going to go through things. Yes, everything is not going to be rosy. You're going to win in the end, just like my host told me today. She's overcoming. (laughs) That means, hey, look, that means that I'm looking for an end thing. I'm going to win no matter what. No matter what I'm going through, I'm a winner and not a loser. Everything is going to be worked out for my good according to according to Jesus, which is the word. All right? And it says this, uh, the 22nd verse, the day following when the people had stood on the other side of the sea saw that There were none other boats there, save the one, wherein the disciples were entered. And Jesus went not to his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone alone. alone. How he he did, thou shalt come to the other side of Tiberias, to the place where they did eat bread, after, after the Lord had given thanks. It's so important to give thanks to God. That is a beginning of a doorway for you. The Bible tells you, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. He tells us how to come to him. He teaches us how to come to him. The disciples tell us what to do. The word of God teaches us what to do. Do what the word says so that you may prosper, that you'll be in health as your soul prospers. Learn to speak the scriptures and not of your own man. Learn what the scripture says and say those things. 24, when the people had saw that Jesus was not there, neither uh, uh, his disciples, which they took ship and came into Capernaum, seeking for Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, why comest thou hither? And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me, not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat the loaves and was filled. Labor not for the meat which perished, but for the meat which endures for everlasting life which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him has God the Father sealed. So let's look at that. See, a lot of times we just read over something and don't pay attention. What does this really mean? When they called him rabbi, that means master teacher. That's what the word is. Rabbi means master teacher. And then he said, verily, verily. That means truly God, to truly God. In other words, this is the truth. This is from God himself. He said, I said to you, you seek not because of the miracles, but because you did eat the loaves the and seals. Then he tells us a spiritual truth. Don't labor for this world. Don't try to get everything in this world. Get what you need to eat, get what you need to wear, get what you need to live on this world. You ain't got to decide to be rich. Are you against being rich? No. But be rich in faith so that you can be rich to help somebody else. A lot of times we want to be rich to help ourselves. That's why it says you pray and you don't get your answer to your prayer because you pray a myth. You pray selfish prayers. You need to pray to help somebody else. That's what this is all about. I'm trying to tell you, at the end, you'll be glad you did. It says, the 28th verse, it says, Then said unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? And Jesus asked and said, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. They said, therefore, unto him, what sign showest thou this, that we should see and believe thee, and does thou work? In other words, first thing they want to do, now he's telling, they asked him a question, and he told them what they need to do. And then they're going to come back and say, show me a sign. Show me a sign. That's what the world does. Show me a sign. That's what religious do. Show me a sign. Look, I I had one man talking about, uh, why hasn't God healed your hip? I said, why don't you pray for me? Well, okay. I said, now why God didn't heal my hip? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We're not God. Our job is just to pray for people. If God heals that person's hip, good. If he doesn't heal that hip, good. Whatever it is, it's still good, and it's always a time in the future. I've been healed personally of a blind eye. I have now 20-20 vision. I had back problems every six months. I was in the hospital on a traction pull. I ain't had no back problem now for 37 years. I had uh, bone on bone on my knees. They actuated. They still actuated. I went to a church. The man uh, named Ted Shadowsworth saw me there, called me out, and said, you, Jesus is healing your knees. He didn't know me. And I came up on that platform. My knees were still hurting. He told me, raise my leg up, put it down. Raise the over, put it down. Then he said, take off. I took off running backwards, running around the stage, jumping up and down and everything. And that was seven years ago. And my knees ain't hurt me since. So what I'm trying to tell you, God is real. He's real. Find somebody who believes it. Find somebody who, and here's a word I'm going to give you. A lot of times people look for these people and can't find them, but there are ones around. An exorcist. An exorcist. They ain't everywhere, but they are some exorcists. Like uh, a guy that I'm with, um, Bob Larson, Bob Larson Ministries. Call them. Uh, John Eckhart up in Chicago. He does deliverance. Uh, There's other churches that do believe in miracles, that do believe in getting inner healing. So if a person just goes around throwing water on somebody, devil come out of him. Devil come out of him. that ain't That is not deliverance. That's not exorcism. Exorcism is, first of all, inner healing, where you find that part that's broken off that needs healing, that needs love. And then after you get that part healed, then you start to cast that devil out. That's what exorcism means, to cast out. That's what we're supposed to do. And the churches. They ain't doing it. A lot of them are not doing it. And they're going to have to give an account for that. And if you're in those dead churches and you're not learning how to, to help God's people, you're going to have to give an account. Yes, Lord. Let me keep going here. As I say, if anybody got a comment or, uh, or want to ask a question, this is a good time to ask because I never know when I, the Lord just keeps me going. As I say, will you give them the number again, Dorothy?
0: The number is 646-595-4784. And you, if you have a question or want to speak to Pastor James, press 1.
1: Amen. Amen. Gonna be oh, someone
0: just pressed water. 1.
1: No, okay.
0: Let's see. Area code 913 your mic is open go ahead
1: Hello yes,
2: I have Yes can you hear me
1: Yes I can uh,
2: I have a very very basic question but it's a confusing question You know I okay. see Bibles but some of them say King James some of them say New Living Translation New King James I see all these different versions. What, what are those, and what is, what is the best one to go by, and what are the differences between the different ones?
1: Okay, that is a good question about the different versions out here and what is the best version to study. There are so many different versions out here, I can't even begin to tell you. But uh, the ones that I have studied is like the New King James, the Old King James, the Message Bible, uh, the New International Bible and stuff. And the difference is in there is their interpretation of Hebrew words. Sometimes a Hebrew word can be ten different words at the same time. And one person might decide to take this as the interpretation. Then another one might decide to take that as an interpretation. Then another they go through the different uh books that are written, like the Saturgens and other Books that the Jews had And then they, they wanted to make an interpretation Out of them But a lot of times The best book to study Is the Old King James It has the these and the thous and there it's like, Well I can't understand the these and the thou If you take your task It just means a lot of times these and thous Means you or me are a continuation It's just a continuation But as you start to read The different versions Like I'll give you an example The uh, New International Version That Version does not always have Everything in the Bible because they figured Well this part wasn't in the original Text or this is not According to what we studied was in the original Text so when you study The King James Version next to The NIV you'll find a lot of things Are missing out of the NIV Now the New King James The uh, difference is there that they'll take the words and move the these and the thou to you and me, to where a lot of people feel that's a lot easier to speak and a lot easier to study. And another book, the uh, Message Bible, which I like it too because it's like it gets all in your face and it tells you this is what the word says. Let me give you an example: uh, Proverbs three and five, which says, "Lean not to your own understanding." Acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he shall direct your path. Well, that's a good interpretation. But here's another one. This is what, like the King, uh, like the message Bible says, stop trying to figure God out. God's already worked it out. All you have to do is walk it out. In other words, stop putting your mind to it and just obey the word, and God will direct your path. He will show you the way you go by you not trying to figure out everything. Because Of These things, people trying to figure out what God wants instead of trying to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. This is why they miss it. Now as I said, other uh, Bibles like the Rotham, it has other scriptures in there that we don't have in the King James too. And like the thing is when it says give us this day our daily bread and it gets down to deliver us and it when it gets down to deliver us in, in the Rotham book, it says from the demons or the <clears> evil <throat> ones. So in other words, we, we have the basics, and that's what I say. The King James is a good book, old King James. But as you start to read the other uh, versions of stuff, and they came from different schools of teaching. They came from different thoughts of the Catholic Church, and then there's the Protestant Church. Then they get the Episcopalian Church And all these others They come up with their own little doctrine And then you got these others that are false doctrines Like the uh, the uh, uh, Jehovah Witnesses The um, uh, Christian Science And stuff like that As I tell people, you want to know if God is real? Asking for yourself What scriptures do you need to read? What Bible do you need to be? And what church you need to be in, and look and see that God will show you when you get there miracles happening in that church. Did I answer your question, sir?
2: Yes. Uh, is there any any versions
1: to specifically uh, stay
2: away from? I know you talked about the Jehovah Witness and 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 kind of staying away from them. Is there any other versions that that are not uh, that don't tell the truth what about like the book of mormon i know there's there's other books that that people supplement the bible with are those true or are those false
1: okay. now the things like uh the book of mormon and stuff i went to a mormon church and as i was sitting there the spirit of god spoke to me and i told him i said within one year of time y'all going to be getting away from that uh, dogma and stuff, and you're going to turn to the King James, and y'all going to be teaching out of it. They laughed me out, put me out of the church. Less than a year later, they're now using, not the Brigham Young type. There's You've got two types of Mormon churches. You have the one that's down there in Salt Lake City, and you have the, uh, the ones that's here in Independence, Missouri. You go there, you'll find that they teach mostly out of the King James. And they're getting away from the dogma and stuff that they taught by the Jehovah. I mean, by the uh, Mormon churches. So yes, there's a lot of uh, uh, churches that you need to stay away from. And the reason I know this, I was doing a deliverance on a person, and I'm glad you asked. I was doing a deliverance on this person, and he was a witch. And as I was talking to him, I I asked him. I said, uh. uh what churches are y'all in? And he told me what churches that he controlled. He said, I have 50 demons under my control. And these these certain churches belong to uh, Christian Science, uh, Jehovah Witness, uh, Mormon Church. And he started naming them off. Now, he didn't lie because I was tormenting the demons. We have power to torment demons. He told the truth. And he had to steal. These people are still run into these things instead of searching the scripture out for what is true. They accept whatever makes them feel good. Did I answer your question?
2: Yes, I, I do have another question. Uh, I hear about okay. uh, people, you know, read a, a section out of the Bible and then they say, well, according to this commentary and according to this commentary, what do they mean by commentaries?
1: Okay. Uh, a commentary, what they're talking about, is somebody else's opinion of studying the scriptures. Uh, one of the, 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 the down the middle, it doesn't, it doesn't take one side or the other, is Matthew Henry's commentary. He goes right down the middle. He, he, you know, like some people say, well, I believe this is what that scripture means. Another one say, well, I believe this is what it means. He takes right down the middle of it, trying to see. De- uh, you know, trying to show the best of whatever it is. And there's other commentaries out here by different people. So, first thing, as I tell anybody, stay away from a commentary. You need to know God for yourself. So, you need to read the scriptures so you'll know is this true or is this a lie? Is the Holy Spirit actually operating in me or am I operating in the flesh? Because if you're operating in the Holy Spirit, you're going to see things different. I know there's many of you who have moved in the spirit that you'll read the scriptures one time and go back and read it a week later, and all of a sudden it says something a little bit more, a little bit different to you. you go back another month, it says something more and a little bit more different to you. But that's what the Holy Spirit does. It gives you revelation and gives you more information. So any more questions sir?
2: Uh, is there any... Any other books uh that we should use with the Bible? I, I heard one one preacher mention about using a concordance. Is there what is that and is and what's the benefit of it? And is there anything else uh that we should that we should use, kinda of su- kind of supplement or explain things? I I heard your thing okay. on the commentary. But is there anything yeah. that is downright facts?
1: Okay, now the best thing on the, on the uh, concordance, a concordance gives you the, both the Greek and the Hebrew understanding of the word. And as I told you, with Hebrew words, it can be 10 different things at the same time, like the word uh, shalom. People go around saying shalom, shalom, and they don't even know what it really means. But it has a tenfold messing or a tenfold blessing on it. And one of one of the things in there, it says hello, goodbye, same word. It also says prosper, be in health, uh, have peace. So that's why I say the concordance is a good thing to, to have, so you can look up the words. When I that when I first started into the ministry about thirty-eight years ago, I used to try to memorize the uh, concordance. And anytime I have any questions I need to know, I don't go to the uh, Commentaries. I go to the concordance that it can show me what it said for that word and why was that word used at that time. And then, uh, I'm sorry, what was the other part of your question?
2: Uh, uh, if there was any c- certain books that I, I should I should use with the Bible besides the concordance?
1: Okay. okay. Now the books that I would that I use. And and not everybody's going to agree. It doesn't bother me at all. Is that we have some books called the lost books of the Bible, the Nagamagi book that was found in 1948. The ones that has uh, that the that the uh, Catholic Church has always had it. They just didn't want nobody to know what it all is because there's certain books like I think it's the book of the And they quote this, thou shalt not commit murder through abortion. Now, see, you can't make up no excuse here when you say, well, it's my own body and I want to do what I want to do. This came strictly from uh, Jesus' past by the the Apostleman's mythology. And so I read books like today. I read the book of uh, Jubilee. There's noise in the background there. Anyway, I read the Book of Jubilee, and it gave uh, explanation and teaching on what did Genesis really say, especially that part what it says that in the day of Pele, that the world was divided. Well, it doesn't say anything else, but the Book of Jubilee explains that it means it was divided between three families: Sam, Ham, and Jacob and then their children. And the blessings and the curses that came with dividing that land. But see, you will never know it unless you read something like that. Another good book to read. And see, our Bible quotes from these books the book of Enoch. That's another book, a good book to read to understand the spirit realm, understand about the demons, understand about the, the angels and stuff. Because uh, the book of Jude quotes from uh, Enoch. The book of uh Exodus quotes of Enoch and Jesus quota of of Enoch. So there's three people that quoted from it. Then in the book of Joshua, it's a book called Jasper. And in that book, Joshua quotes from it and Samuel quotes from it. Sorry, I mean J A S P E R I believe is how it's spelled. So, yes, there are other books to read, but there's some you have to stay away from because uh, it will mislead you and misguide you and take away your faith for the supernatural and get you into believing all, everything is natural, everything is flesh. No. Our God is supernatural. That's what I want to be with. When I pray a prayer, I don't want to see everything remain the same. I want to see a miracle. All right, anything else there? Um, so these lost books, mm-hmm. uh,
2: is 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 this were they left out because the Catholic Church didn't want them in?
1: Okay. Now the lost books that that not every one of them now are not are not supposed to be in there just because it says lost books of the Bible. There's the ones that were in Nagamaki that gave the Uh, interpretation of what some of the Bible says it gives it uh, a different meaning or a different understanding. Now, what happened was, if you go back in the scriptures, you'll find out about the book of Daniel. I think it's about the 12th chapter where it talks about uh, that close up the books until the end time. Well, in the Council of 325 A.D., which is the Council of Trent. They took out a lot of books And said well these books we don't believe in But Enoch Jubilee Jasper and a bunch of others Were already in our Bible They were originally in there The original Catholic Church Which is called Universal Church Had these in there But when it became the Roman Catholic Church That's the difference The Roman Catholic Church They took these books and hid them Well They don't know when to to start to reveal these things, but God did. And that's why these books are out now. That's why it says, in the end, knowledge shall increase. And what it meant, is not just um, making airplanes and telephones and stuff, but biblical knowledge will increase. That's why we know more now since we found those books and been able to put those together. In other words, it says, the Bible says, written on precept upon precept, Precept a little, precept, line up on line, line up on line, here a little, there a little. And because of that, we, put, we have some of those things missing. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. You don't have all the parts. You can't put them together. But these other books, once you start reading them and studying with the scriptures you have, it gives you a greater understanding about the end times, about the miracles that's going to happen. So the Bible says those that know their God will do great as for us. But it also says, the wicked will do wicked earth When you start to understand, this world is set up on the wicked one. Satan is the god of this world. And because of that, we need all the information we can get. So we can put that scripture to rest, where it says, my people perish, lack of knowledge. Anything else, sir? No, that's it. Well, thank you. Thank you again for calling in. It helps me, you know, it helps time fly by and stuff, and people get to learn things. As I said, anybody else would like to call in and ask questions and stuff, I'll do the best I can to answer, and I'll be praying that God gives you revelation so you can change the things in your life. I've seen miracles, people get healed over the phone, I've seen people get healed over a word of God. I've heard people getting healed over aprons. Our God is alive. That's all I can tell you. He is alive, Amen. Well, thank you again, sir. Thank you. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Let us now uh, continue back to the Book of Acts. All I'm saying I keep telling y'all, call on the This is how you learn. Ask questions, and if you if you're not sure. Hey, ask the question that way you can get a chance to see if God is talking, to see if I'm telling the truth. Okay, someone
0: has raised their hand.
1: Okay,
0: area code three five two. Your
3: mic is open. Okay, Mm -hmm. Lord, Um, I I understand what um, the teaching, and unfortunately, it's not a lot of the deliverances. And teachings of it going on in the church so, um i i'm I know that I'm in need of deliverance, but I'm also in need of of learning more and and okay. I heard you say oh, cool. that you have to um you have to pray and, and 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 um have people praying with you. It's so hard sometimes to find people who who don't think that you just go on. Way out in left field. you understand what I'm saying?
1: So, mhm um,
3: that's where I find myself kind of by myself right now in this
1: well I hear ball, you.
3: I, I would look mm-hmm. up
1: you remember what I said earlier about looking up the word exorcist Find somebody that's an exorcist around you ministries. Uh, oh, okay. like we had um uh, we got about a hundred different deliverance teams in the United States. we got five hundred overseas. So, How about What Florida? do you say at? What city are you in? In Gainesville, Florida.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm sorry for laughing, but I'm on my way to Florida. I'll oh, be down wow. that way in Fe- in February. I'll be. In- you don't know where Lakeland is? You know where Lakeland, Florida is?
3: Yes, Lakeland is a couple of hours
1: from here. Well, that's where I'll be preaching at. Oh, be that's excellent. In-
3: Mm-hmm. That'll okay. be the
1: ninth of uh, February, but yeah, okay. so they have a church, they have a deliverance church down there, and they got one in Gainesville, I think. You, you need to okay. look up Bob Larson Ministries.
3: Bob Larson, okay, I've heard of him. Okay, I'll look that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and tell him
1: that you you heard from Brother Vivian.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> now another thing too, when you're trying to find somebody to help you pray with. You know, everybody ain't praying with you. <laughs> I don't care if their mm-hmm. mouth is moving. Everybody ain't in your, your circle. So you have to ask the Lord to reveal to you which person that you need to be praying with. And as I okay. say, I don't try to get no big group. If I was you, I'd get two to three people. Right. Because you want to right. make sure whoever's praying with you that you, that this is what you're praying about. And one of the things that as I tell you, on the inner Healing is the most important thing. I know you said you're going through something, I'm not gonna ask you what it is. But a lot of times it's generational, something that happened in your, your past and something that happened in the family and it never was resolved. So mm-hmm. first of all we do we deal with what we call multiple personality disorder. That means there's another person in you and that Person that's in you can either be good for you or bad for you. Most of the times mm-hmm. I run into them, they're bad for a person. They can't understand, why am I always in relationships and it don't work out? Why am I always broke? Why is it that uh, things never go right for me? That's because somebody in your family had put a curse upon you. And it, may, mm-hmm. and it might have been three or four generations ago. Mm-hmm. Or like right. this one guy I was dealing with, he had uh, di- he had di- 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 dated two witches. And he he said, what? Well, how do you know him? he had uh, dated two witches? Witches are real. Warlocks are real. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people, women be dating witches and warlocks you don't even know it. Mm. And then they, they be putting curses upon you. And you can't figure out what's going on, what's going on. That's because there's a curse. And a curse is not broken until it's broken so you got two things that's going on here first of all you got the curse and you got stronghold a curse is how demons come in that's what they call the legal right a stronghold is how they stay in once they get in there they try to find something that they can hide behind mm. and so that you can't kick them out easily so as mm. i said you can find you uh somebody who does exorcism i'm sure we have a team there in Gainesville somewhere. And if uh if you if you look up me on uh Bob Larson Ministries you'll find my telephone number and you can give me a call and I'll tell you exactly where I'm gonna be at in Lakeland. Bob Larson Ministries you said? I yes. can
3: look you up there. Okay.
1: Yeah.
3: All right. Mm-hmm. I will. I sure hope All to right. see you um when you come to Lakeland. <laughs>
1: I would love to see you. Just come up there and make sure you let me know who you are.
3: Okay, I will. And
1: what we do, what we do there is that it's not just uh, teach and preach, we do deliver. So if you come there, you will go through some deliverance.
3: (laughs) Woohoo! That's a good thing. Uh,
1: All right, have a blessed day there. Okay, thank you. You too. Mm -hmm. All right. Is anybody else out there? It's a good time to call me in and stuff. Because I might be coming to your area. Like I never know. I'd be in uh some of the places I'd be at is South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia. I have friends, you know, have different churches. And when you come to the church, we're not gonna be just saying, Oh, may the Lord bless you and keep you and let his face shine upon you. We're gonna show you that Jesus is alive and well and miracles to happen. Let's say I've seen blind eyes open, deaf ears open, the deaf speak. And I'm telling you, everything in the Bible is real. Everything in the Bible is right. It's the people out here who say, I don't believe that. Well, if you don't believe it, you won't receive it. Now, I want to, if I see it, I believe it. But God just says the opposite way about that. He says, We walk by faith and not by sight. The Hebrew alphabet, one of the days I'll teach you on it. It's written from the right side to the left. Now, we in America and a few other places, we read from the left to the right. But it's a secret of why God made it from the right to the left. So these things there, I'll I'll teach you at a later date. And if if you want me to teach on it, give me a call and let me see what the Lord shows me. So let's get back to the book of Acts now. But anybody still wants to call in, you can. Uh, We have another... uh, Oh, about 40 minutes. So, Acts, the sixth chapter, and the first verse. Acts, the sixth chapter, and the first verse. And in those days, when the number of the disciples had multiplied, they had arose a murmur among the Grecians against the Hebrews, because the widows were neglected in the daily administration, or service, what administration means, in the service. And then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Now, it's not, they say, what is more important, us to help the widows, us to serve the tables? Why don't somebody else do it? And let us preach the word of God because it's the word of God that's going to change you. It's the word of God that changes life. It's the word of God that gives you power. Number three, wherefore, brothers, look among among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. You mean you can have the Holy Ghost without wisdom? Yes. Wisdom is a spirit. Understanding is a spirit. Knowledge is a spirit. The Holy Ghost is the one who has all this. But if you don't seek it, you won't get it. Number four. But we will give ourselves continuously to prayer and to the ministry of the word, and the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Pyrus, and Nicaea, uh, and Timo, and Parmenas, and Nico and a proselyte of Antioch. The word proselyte means that. He was of another belief, but he heard the gospel. He heard the way of the teaching, and he changed. And that's what we're here for, to get people out of false teachings, out of false churches, out of false uh, thinking, and get them to what the word says. Let the word change now. Then it says, whom they said before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them, And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Now, look at that, what it says that part where it says, they laid the sixth verse, where they laid their hands on them. Now, a lot of people don't understand, but here's where it comes in with some knowledge. The word hand in Hebrew does not mean your five fingers. The word hand in Hebrew, which is the Hebrew letter, the 10th letter U, means thought. So, in other words, you want miracles to happen when it says that God put his hands on you. It means God's thinking about you. God has remembered you. God has you in his mind. And the same thing, since we're made in his image and likeness, when we pray for somebody, we don't have to physically lay our hands on them. But we have them in our thought, and we pray for them to get healed. I'm not praying for somebody that uh, I'm not going to believe they're going to get healed. I only pray for people I believe in my mind. That's why it says in the book of Mark, the 11th chapter, the 22nd verse, have faith in God. Then you read the rest of it. It says, if you believe what you say, you shall have whatever you say. Whatever you say, you should have. But it's, there's a stop in there where it says if you don't forgive, God will not forgive you, and nothing's going to happen. There's another stop in there. If you pray something amiss, in other words, you're you praying selfish prayer, it ain't going to work for you. Your job is to pray for the kingdom of God to come upon anybody that you're praying for them to help them. The more you pray for somebody else and the more God's kingdom helps somebody else, it will come back to you press down, shake it over, that means you'll give unto your both. I'm a living witness. I'm telling you, when you least expect it, people will walk up here and give you money. People will walk and give you a check. They don't even know you. But God will speak to them and say, I want you to bless my servant. I want you to bless my prophet. I want you to bless my prophetess. These things happen. I'm, as I say, I'm almost 70. I, I lived here for quite a while. I've seen it over and over again, yes, the miracle working power of God, so then as I said so when you hear the word hand from this point on, remember it means God is thinking of you or hes got or he's remembering you all right let's get to the eighth verse, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. If you notice every time we read a new chapter in the Book of Acts is always signs and wonders and miracles among the people. Then it says there arose certain of the synagogue, which is, is which is called the synagogue of the Libertines and Cretans and Alexandrians and of them of uh and Asia, disputed with Stephen. In other words, here he's teaching the word of God. They see miracles happen. Then they want to argue. That's what the churches are doing today. They can see a miracle, and they want to disprove the miracle. They see God moving, and they're trying to say, now, that's not God. Now, God don't do it that way. He used to. He don't do it that way anymore. There's, uh, it says, when the perfect came, then it, we, we don't have to have all these other things. Listen, the perfect thing was not the Bible, because you got all these different versions, so it ain't the perfect. The perfect thing is when the heaven comes upon you and you move into the spiritual realm with all the gifts and stuff that God has did in the old days, he's still doing them today and he'll be doing them tomorrow. When you move in the spiritual realm and you're able to prophesy, not only tell about somebody have a new house, a new car, but speak to a person and say, your headache is no longer there because Jesus healed you. Jesus is taking this away from you. And all of a sudden, you see the person healed. I've seen people's uh, legs that were shorter than the other, prayed for them, and their legs jumped out and scared them. People, Jesus is not changed. He is our Savior. He is our Prince of Peace. He is our Counselor. He's the Mighty Warrior. He's everything that we need if we're willing to believe, if we're willing to believe. That's the hard part sometimes. Then it says, and they, uh the 10th verse, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit, which means understanding, by which he spoke. So there were two things operating in Stephen's ministry, wisdom and understanding. And they subpoenaed men, which said, we have heard him speak blasphemy words against Moses and against God. The word subordinate means they bribe these people. They pay them the lie. So if you, if you get lied upon, people treat you wrong and stuff, hey, you're in good company. That means God's got his mind on you. And don't worry about what happens. God will give you the strength to pass on. because so We're here to overcome the trials and tribulations, to overcome the test, to overcome the devil. That's our job. Is to destroy the kingdom of darkness or so the kingdom of light and show. And the 12th verse says, And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and came upon him and caught him and brought him to the council and set up false witnesses, which said, This man cease not to blaspheme words against the holy place and the law. And we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs or the rituals which Moses delivered to us. And all that sit in the council looked steadfast at him and saw his face as it was then a face of an angel or a messenger. Now, what does it mean, the face of an angel? When you stay in the presence of God, see, I can tell you because I'm not trying to figure this stuff out. I ain't trying to teach you something like that. I learned. I stayed in the fast in prayer and fasting for three and a half days with no food, no water. did nothing but study the word and listen for the Holy Spirit to teach me. And when I came out of my room, my friends saw my face. It was shining. It was glowing. I've had people at my church say, they see my eyes change colors, gold, brown, gray, red. It's because the Holy Spirit is doing the operation and not me. I tell anybody, I don't know nothing of myself, but when the Holy Spirit is moving up on me or our people at church, because we got some very highly anointed people there, and when the Holy Spirit is moving up on them, miracles do happen. They're able to prophesy or speak a word in somebody's life to give them change. One of the people that uh, that, uh, I depend on, his name is uh, Paul, I guess. I got a Paul at my church. I got a Doug at my church. I got Rick at my church. I got Deborah at the church and Deborah's at the church. These people are there for one reason and one reason only, to help people. That's the only reason I'm there, to help people. And we can only do it through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't operate in us. We can't do it. But here it is, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and understanding, and they tried to gang him or tried to say that he blasphemed Moses' law and his ritual and stuff, but he knew the word because the Holy Spirit gave him what to talk and what to say. We're going to go one more chapter here. We're going to go into the seventh chapter, and that is, uh, then said the high priest, are these things so? And he said, men, brethren, and fathers, hearken, the God of glory, appeared unto our fathers. Abraham, which he was in Mesopotamia, dwelling down in Charan, and said unto them, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and come into a land which I will show thee. Who was that? That was God himself talking to to Abraham and told him, Come up out of there. Come out from the unbelievers, the the adulterers, things like that, and I'm going to take you to somewhere else. And a lot of times, you must get away from your people that you're with. I ain't saying you got to move out of town and move out of state. I'm saying you need to get away from the crowd you're running with. If they're not teaching you to, to live in holiness, to believe the word of God and that it works, and don't try to criticize you, you know. Like if you fall down, a lot of people want to step on you when you fall down. You're in the gutter, they they spit upon you. Instead of you, you need to be around people that want to help you come out of that gutter. You want people that's going to encourage you. Yeah, brother, you fell down today, but don't worry. It's still this afternoon. Don't worry, sister. I know you you went back to the wrong stuff, using some drugs again, but don't worry. You can overcome. Today is another day. You know what I'm saying? These things, these are the people you need, the people that's going to encourage you, not ones that are going to knock you down, not ones that are going to keep you down, but the ones that are going to say, look, if I don't make it, I'm praying for you to make it. That's the thing. Those are the people you need to be with. Yes, Lord. Uh fourth verse. Then he came out of the land of Chaldean and had dwelt in Chiran from hence when his father was dead, he removed him from his land where he dwelt. And he gave him and he gave him none inheritance in it. No, not so much as to set up his foot upon. Yet he promised that he would give him a possession and his seed after him when yet he had no children. And God spoke of this wise, that his seed should sojourn into a strange land that should bring them into bondage and then treat them evil for 400 years. Now, if God didn't promise you that he's going to take you to a land that he's given to you as a promise, and then he tells you, you your people are going to suffer, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to do that. Listen. This planet is not our home. We're just passing through. If you learn of him, Jesus, the secret is it's spiritual. We change our reality through the spirit realm and not through the natural. You change it by what you speak. I'm never going to amount to nothing. My mother said I'd, I'd be just like my dad, a drunk. My daddy says i will be like my mama, a whore. Listen, those are called word curses. You've got to break those word curses off of you. If you don't know how, find somebody that knows how to break those word curses because the curse is not broken until it's broken. And you break that word curse off of you and off your family, things will change. Reality changes. This stuff, this world, these people, this reality is subject to change. Like I always say, Everything is subject to change but God. His reality remains the same. He is supernatural. Look for the supernatural. If you want something from the supernatural, go to the most high God. He is the one who has it. And if he promised you anything, he, you trust him. He will bring it to pass. So here it is, the sixth verse, where they said, you're going to a strange land, and you're going to be in bondage, and they're going to treat you evil for 400 years. And that's exactly what happened with Egypt. They ended up out in Egypt. They were treated well at first, and in the end, they were so evil, they had to, they wanted to get out of Egypt. Then it says, this is God speaking. It says, the nation to whom shall be in bondage, I will judge. In other words, God's going to get even. And after that, they shall come forth and serve me in this place. In other words, he's already promised, prophesying. And he's speaking these things that if Abraham will agree, these things will come to pass. And he did agree. That's why he called him the friend of God. And then the eighth verse, and he said he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And Abraham begot Isaac and circumcised him the eighth day. Eighth means new beginnings. And Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot the 12 uh, patriarchs. And the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. You know, God can be with you and you can be in jail. You can be going through hell and God still be with you. Sometimes you may not feel that God is there, but he's still there anyway. Your job is just to hold on. Don't give up. Yes, Lord, let me give you what happened with me. When I first entered the ministry, God was speaking to me. And I would tell people, God told me this, God told me that. And they said, God ain't told you nothing. You're crazy. You just think God is talking to you. And people can do that and break your faith. So then it made me start doubting and thinking, well, maybe God ain't talking to me. Maybe maybe I haven't heard from God. But then all you have to do is the more you learn the Bible, the more you understand. They did the same thing to Jeremiah. Made him think that God didn't talk to him. And after he left on out of there... God spoke to me and said, listen, I spoke to you. I didn't speak to them. And you go back and tell them. Well, here I am at this church. God done spoke to me. And yet still, I'm starting to wonder. And I said, Lord, I prayed a prayer. This is how I know God hears prayer. I prayed a prayer. I said, Lord, nobody believes I hear from you. They think I'm crazy. I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do, that's what you do, pray. I don't know what to do. As I was sitting in this church, this lady who was playing the piano, her name was Bobby Jones, Bobby Davis. And she stood up and started prophesying to me. She said, son, God loves you. And I said to myself, God loves everybody. They ain't telling me nothing. See, I'm one of these people, I'm, one of, you know, I'm logic. And God's speaking to me, he's, he's going to do something to let me know it's him. He said, God loves you. And he said, you're hard-headed. And I said, I know she ain't talking to God. And God spoke to me right then. He said, you are hard-headed. And down on my knees, I went. He said, you're hard-headed because I made you that way. So when somebody tried to tell you the opposite of what the word says, you know what it says. And you're not going to let it be taken out of you. So I'm down on my knees. And then all of a sudden, she said, God said, you had said a prayer. And your prayer was that people don't believe you hear from him. And he, and he said, you said, you're at the end of your rope. And God said to tie not knot in and hold on. But God I serve is not dead. He's yet alive. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Develop your faith in what God says. Don't worry about what people say. Worry about what God says. If God prophesies that you're going to have something, if it's God, it's going to come to pass. If he tells you that everything's going to be rosy and stuff, I would start checking because every person I ever read in the Bible had to go through something. Look at Daniel. Look at David. Look at Jesus. Look at Paul. All these people went through suffering. Look at all the women that went through things. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They suffered, but at the end, they got a great reward coming. You may not get your reward here on earth, but you're going to get your reward when you pass over is it the Bima or the judgment seat. That's another Hebrew word. Bema. The judgment seat. All right. Let's keep on going here. And it says the ninth uh tenth verse. And delivered him, it's it says, and delivered him out of all of his affliction. So here's Joseph in bondage. But God was with him and delivered him out of his affliction and gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and made him governor over Egypt and all of his house. Now there came a dredge or famine all over the land of Egypt and Chen- and great affliction, and our fathers saw no suffering. But when Jacob heard that there was corn in Egypt, he sent out, our fathers first. Remember what they're talking about, the patriarch. They went down to Egypt first, and they heard there was some some food to eat. They went through something. So never think, oh, Lord, why me? Why me? Why me? Why not you? Lord, that means you're getting ready to bless me. That means I'm going to get the blessing. And as I said, the difference between a miracle and a blessing, a blessing is a continuous thing. Even though you're going through problems, you've got the blessing. You've got the favor of God on you, and everything is subject to change with God. And a miracle comes, change overnight. You could be broke tonight, and somebody comes knocking on your door and give you a million dollars. The Lord told me to give it to you. And it changes your whole life right then. But if God gives it to you, he gives it to you with a purpose. Everything has a purpose. Anybody tell me, I don't know why you were born, you should die, Listen, God don't make junk. God got a purpose for everything, even the evil, even the bad things, the bad times. It has a purpose. You may not understand it now, but, hey, there's always wait to the end. Then it says uh, 13, and at the second time, Joseph had made the oh, well, 12. And when Jacob heard that they were calling Egypt, he sent down our false brothers first. And at the second time, Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And Joseph's kindred was made known unto Pharaoh. Then sent Joseph and called his father Jacob unto him and all his kindred, three scores and 15 souls. Now, the thing is, you need to go back and read about the Exodus. You need to go back and read what it says and what they went through. Those are examples of things you will go through. But look at the end, what God brings him through. Look at the book of Job. Job lost all of his family, lost uh, all of his uh, possessions except, except his wife and the house. And at the end, he got double back everything except the wife. He got even the double kids. Like he had 10 kids that died. They got 10 more. And those 10 means there were 20 in heaven for him. And he did everything he's supposed to do what's right. In other words, he prayed for his kids. He uh, sacrificed for his kids. He took care of people, the poor people. He helped people. He gave a word of encouragement to people. And those that were evil and doing things wrong to the people corrected them. He loved good and hated evil. And that's what we're going to have to do. We have to stand up when we don't feel like standing up. We have to correct when we don't feel like correcting anybody. So they're going to talk about it. They're going to make you feel bad. And stuff. Hey, that's just part of life when you are a Christian. If anybody else out there that has any questions and stuff, as I say, y'all can call in. And I keep giving y'all time to check. That's why I give y'all the number over and over again. You might have one little question, and why let me get away when I can answer it? All right, Dorothy, are you there?
0: Yes, I'm still here.
1: Mm Okay. Well, as I said, there was someone
0: who kept coming in and raising their hand, but they're gone now. So I don't know Mm. if they'll call back or not, but. I will let okay. you know if they do.
1: All right. Well, as I said, you know, with the book of Acts, we just went to the seventh chapter just now. and I don't want to finish it up tonight. I'll put that on next week or the week after next when I'm here again. Now, um, as I say, God has really been really moving His people. I've seen more miracles in the churches nowadays than I had in the past year. I believe this is. Uh, Five seven seven nine in the Hebrew calendar, which means the year of authority. And if people will start speaking with authority, then things will change. It's like with uh, the the uh, the general when he was talking to Jesus, and Jesus, okay, I'll come to your house and heal your servant. He said, no, you don't have to, because I'm a man under authority. The Bible gives us a hint of what's getting ready to happen. I'm a man under authority. I say the one go here, the other one go there. They do what I say. All you have to do is send your word. And Jesus marveled at that. This man was not even a Jew. But he said, I didn't see so much faith, not even in Israel. This is the thing you have to do. You have to believe that God's going to answer your prayer. If he don't answer it today, he might answer it tomorrow. I'd be answering it next month, but I believe he will answer your prayer. So, is there any questions out there? This is it the time to call in and push the button. Before I change over here, I want to. As I told y'all, and I love doing this, it's going back and kind of reiterating what is the gospel? What is this? What is that? When Jesus said, uh, Luke, the 21st chapter, and the 7th verse, and it says this. And they asked him, saying, Master, when shall these things be? What is the sign when you shall these things shall come and shall come to pass? He said, said, take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name. The word name means authority. They will come in my authority, saying, I am Christ. And the time shall draw near. Go ye not therefore after them. But when you hear of wars and commotion, be not terrified, for well, these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. There's things getting ready to happen in the atmosphere, and people are being scared. But I'm trying to tell you, this stuff is real. When they talk about UFOs, the UFOs are real. Uh, They talk about the graves and the uh, other spirits or demons and stuff. These are real. But if you have an understanding, these things are going to come to pass. But D-U-T, those that know the word of God, that knows how to quote scriptures, you will be able to battle them back. They don't like the word of God. They hate people who know Jesus They want to get you about Ascended Masters and stuff. And you're going to see, in fact, you're going uh, to see if I'm telling you the truth. Go up there and look up, uh, I think it's called the rain, the water rain or rain weather. It was made back in 1950-something, where they were already practicing controlling the weather here on the earth. So if they've been back there doing it, what much more do you think they're not doing it now? Chemtrails and stuff, this stuff is real. There's no such thing as conspiracy theory that this is not real. Yes, it is real. I've seen, and call me a crackpot if you want, but I've seen a UFO. I know it's real. I had my cousin with him. We both seen it at the same time. And I don't mean at a distance. I mean, it was so close that uh, I, I could, if I was outside my car, I could have touched it. But I'm trying to tell you, don't let these things put fear in your heart. Learn to use the word of God. When things that God, Jesus already prophesied, these things are coming up on the earth. Don't be deceived. When they say, well, I'm the Christ looking like a, a gargoyle. No, he is not the Christ. We're made in the image and likeness of God, not like a gargoyle, not like no demon. And this is what you have to look for. And if the one who says he is, he's going to bring peace, peace. The Bible says there is no peace. Like the first three and a half years, the scripture says there's going to be the tribulation period. And during that tribulation period, yes, there will be some peace. But then after that, then all hell is going to break loose. The devil's going to be trying to come after you to destroy you. And God's going to destroy you. everything that's left on this earth that's not of his. That's why he told the angels, go down and mark those that belong to him. So they'll be God's people and the devil's people. Those that are raptured out, those that are left behind. There's always a positive, there's always a negative. So search the scriptures. Um, that's why I gave you out Luke 21. Search the scriptures and see what God is saying. Put a word in you that you will understand. These things must come to pass. People are going to turn against you. They're going to say bad things about you and stuff. These are the adversaries. Our, in other words, the adversary is Satan. To give you an understanding real quick, there are different positions of demons or devils or fallen angels the top of the group is called lucifer he's the top then you have other parts that he has under him like belzebub uh baphomet uh baal moloch jezebel they're just ranked they're not the person it's just rank that they have like you got generals you got Uh, privates, you got colonels, that's the same thing. So these things are coming at you. But you belong to the kingdom of God. That means you're a king or a prince in the kingdom. We have power. Act like it. When they attack you, I'm going to step on your head, according to Genesis 3 and 15. I'll crush your head with Jesus. Ask Jesus to help you. Can I crush their heads? Can I crush this Satan's head? Can I crush this Dina's is here, yes, with Jesus. We. This is the year of authority. I'm trying to tell you. This is the time you should move out in faith. And that's why I was telling the bunch of you, hear the volume. I mean, the broadcast, you should call in. Because you never know when God might have something for you. But as I said, I'm teaching you that these things are going to happen. These things are real. When it says nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. It's gonna happen. When they say great earthquakes are gonna happen in different places that never happened before, check the scriptures. Then go check your news. Don't just listen to the scriptures only. Check the news and see what's going on. See if the weather is, is changing like the Bible says it would because men have learned to control some of the weather. They're the ones that's causing things to happen to people and say, so, oh, should we not help these people? And they're the one that caused the problem. Yes, mankind is is uh, showing signs and stuff in the weather, and they're going to say, this is the Christ. This is the one, the Holy One. This is what is going to bring us peace. Believe it not, until the seven years' tribulation period is over. When the seven years' tribulation is, is over, that's when we're going to be, taken out of here, or it's according to what you believe, pre, mid, or post. I'm, I'm going for the pre myself, <laughs> so we're we're taken out of here when it first starts out. But if we go through the mid, that means we go through the first three and a half years of the uh, Antichrist being here, but he's not going to be fully in charge until we're taken out. Go ahead.
0: We've got a caller. Okay. Er- Erico five oh nine, your mic is open.
4: <clears throat> Hello, well,
1: yes, please yes um,
0: or no? I have a question for you.
4: I'm a little scared um okay you were talking about the uh fallen angels and stuff and
1: yes. the different
4: types they are do you Do uh-huh. you happen to know what a uh, a black dragon is symbolic for a demon uh, Bl-
1: mm-hmm.
4: black mhm,
1: you gotta understand yeah. uh colors are very important. Most of the time it talks about red dragons, but if you're over in China, you have the red and black dragon, and they are under the part of uh, like uh, 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 blasphemy. In other <gasps> words, they're just that's just their rank. Mm-hmm.
4: What about a golden dragon?
1: A golden that's uh, witches. Golden that witch a crown. yellow. A oh, crown. golden. Okay okay, if it's a called it's witchcraft,
4: so if it's golden, it's witchcraft, and if it's a black dragon, it's uh, blasphemy
1: well that's the name of one uh one of the demons that could be. I'm not saying that's the exact one but a lot well, of if are, it's, you said,
4: is it if it's red, what is it for
1: okay, it talks about that in the book of revelation
4: that's saint it, isn't talks, it? Mm-hmm. Cause he's See, a in other words,
1: hmm But what I'm trying to tell you is just their rank. That's what it is. You know, it's not one Satan. There's a many of Satan, and they can be called by different names, but they're in charge. They're in charge of the others that's under them, like uh, principalities, powers, wicked rulers of the darkness. There's now, what is the,
4: uh, Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, What about the ones that um, they're uh, uh, black serpents and they can fly, but you don't see their wings because they don't have wings, but they, I don't know how to explain it, but they float through the sky. Bird, You know how a little bird flies with their wings, they just go through. What are they Um, like for?
1: Okay, there's so many different demons, so Uh many different devils, so many of Mm -hmm. them. So many that nobody knows them all. Right? You just can't lump yeah. them in a group. The main right. thing is learning how to destroy them.
4: Yeah, that's so, what I want to do. Yeah. Mhm. So yeah. if
1: you want to destroy uh, dragons and stuff, you yeah. talk, you ask God to send you the angel Michael. Okay. Michael is his name means one like unto God. And he he is the one who defeated Satan before. That's why it says Michael and his angels fought wow. against the devil and his angels. Well
3: so I know what Michael the, uh-huh.
1: so the way you destroy things, the way you destroy things, you do it according to the scripture. So if okay. God said Michael fought against the uh the devil and his angels, that's who you need. You also need uh Gabriel. He's the messenger angel. But if you read in the book of Daniel, he was the one who brought the message to Daniel. and He also was the one who fought with the prince of uh, Tyre or the prince of Persia. Right. So,
4: now, Raphael, so. isn't he the angel of of uh, he helps in healing? I mean, I okay. know we're, now, we're healed through the blood of Jesus. By okay. his stripes now, we are healed.
1: Mm-hmm. But the Bible says there's an angel that comes once a year in the New Testament, and he troubles the water, and the first one who steps in gets healed. That is Raphael, even though his name is not there in the Bible, but that it tells you about him. That's Raphael. So he is real. Yes, is he, he is real. real. And okay. another angel that's really is real, his name is uh, Uriel, U-R-I-E-L. And what that means is the presence of God. And you hear, you don't see his name in the Bible, but you hear about Moses talking about, he said, I will not grow up without your presence. So he was talking about the angel, Uriel. Mm-hmm. So as wow. I said, you learn, you learn the scriptures and you fight with the scriptures. You use the scriptures to to tackle your foes. If you don't know anything but... By his stripes, I'm healed. Use that until you get stronger to use something else. The so word you said, uh, it says, uh, Psalm 91, that he will give his angels charge over you. What angel? I call him Michael. That's what the Bible says. gives giving charge over me. I call him Michael. I call him Raphael. I call him Gabriel. You'd be surprised. What's going on? Or can you tell me that you're being attacked by?
4: See, I didn't know you could do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I didn't know you could. All I know was that you were supposed to test the spirits, and and I have tested the spirits, and and they tell me who Jesus Christ is. He's God come in the flesh, born of a virgin, who died on the cross and was buried in the tomb and human rose from the dead. He's my Lord and Savior, so I know that angel's safe to listen to.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we gotta understand. What that was talking about, and you had to go back and say uh Saint John, I think it's the fourth chapter. I said, Beloved, believe not in the spirit, but try the spirit to see if it it's of God. But many Yeah, have first been... John
4: four one, yeah. Mhm.
1: But yeah. what it's talking about, and I'll give you an example when I'm getting ready to leave, is that okay. um I was the pastor of a church and I, I prayed, I said, Lord, I need an assistant pastor and this man came into the back door, he listened to the minister and he came up and he said, the Lord has answered your prayer. Okay, which one? That you yeah. need an assistant. And he, I said, okay. He, I said, come on back to my office. As I was going back to the office, the Lord said, ask him if Jesus Christ came in the flesh. And I said, Lord, he'll know that answer. He said, ask him. And I turned around to him and I said, did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? He said, yes, Jesus came in the flesh. I said, okay. And we started walking toward the office some more, right? And all of a sudden, he said, you know, Jesus didn't come in the flesh. He came in the spirit. I said, well, you said he came in the spirit. And the Bible says, anyone who says that Jesus did not come in the flesh is the Antichrist. And when I said that, he said, you don't worry about what that Bible says. You just give me some money. I called <gasps> my big beacons. I called my big beacons. I said, beacons, I ain't casting no demon out of this one. Pick him up bodily and throw him out. So wow. it's, mm-hmm. It's for you to test the person to see if it's a true prophet or not. You can have false prophets. So a lot of times you say, well, did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? And it might be your own thoughts answering it. But if you're talking to another person you ask that, if there's a, a demon in that person, it will tell you, no, Jesus didn't come in the flesh. came in the spirit. Yeah, okay, spirit. Cast him out.
3: Oh,
4: so that's the well, anyway, spirits that are in people.
1: Yes, yes. Go back and read it again. You'll
4: see. Okay. Well, thank
1: you, sir. God bless you. I just ran pass my pass. I'm on every okay. other Wednesday. And if you call okay. me in, please ask the questions. I'm willing to answer I'll stop whatever I'm teaching. So okay.
4: Well, thank you, you.
1: Okay. You have a blessed you, day and hope to hear you from too. you You too. God
4: bless you. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Hello, Dorothy.
0: Hello, Pastor James.
1: That All was right. a good
0: lesson tonight. That was some good questions, too.
1: Yes, I'm glad that people me in. And it helps me, you know, It's the iron sharpens iron. And so the more questions yep. I ask, the more I have to really dig back in there because I ain't got no Bible in front of me most of the time. These are coming through the Holy Spirit to me for me to give answers to. So let me pray for the people, gracious and wonderful Father, who supplies all of our needs, according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you because, Dad, you have given us a word to say, and that is Abba. We're able to call out Abba. When you taught me the scriptures of the Hebrew Bible, where it says the Son is the first thing in the Bible, Abba, the Son, the Father's Son that has created everything. It's the word of God that is created everything, and nothing was created without being created by the word of God, but giving us an understand that we have enemies that we are fighting, and our enemies are not flesh and blood, but principalities, powers against wicked rulers of the dark, spiritual wickedness in the high place, but we have the power to overcome. We have the power to destroy the kingdom of God. dark. We have the power to set people free. We have the power to witness to people who Jesus is and what Jesus is, and that he is coming again for a church without spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. Father, we thank you that you've given us our ear, that you'll hear us, and that you've given us a word that we can live on, that you've given us hope, hope, hope in these last days. Father, we come to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, and we all say, amen. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: I'm so, uh, looking forward to seeing you in two weeks. As I say, I'm heading down to Florida. I'll be down there on the 9th, and I'll be down there for a week, And I think. During that time, I think I'm supposed to be on the broadcast. So I'll be broadcasting from Florida. Let me look at my schedule here. Let me see. Here. Let me see today is the 30th, isn't it? Today is the 30th, yeah. Mhm. So I broadcast on the 13th. Yes, I'll be down in Florida. Nope. And I'll be able to give the address in because I'll probably be ministering on the 14th in Lakeland.
0: So you'll be nice and toasty warm while the rest of us are freezing.
1: Hey, I'm (laughs) up here freezing now. I can't see. Yes, I want to get down there where it's toasty. (laughs) Well, you have a blessed day, Dorothy. (laughs) And I'll look to hear from you next time. And I'll call you before the broadcast. Thank you so much. We'll start on probably seven uh, of Acts, seven and eight. Okay. That sounds
0: good. All All Um, right. You have a blessed night as well, and Father bless everybody, and thank you for coming. We enjoyed your company tonight, we did, didn't we?
1: Yes, we did.
0: So, Father bless everyone. Good night.
1: Good night.